Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Legendary Stay Oz Podcast. Stay Oz Podcast can be heard on all your podcast outlets. If they got podcasts, they got Stay Oz. I'm joined by Ian and Jamil from the Vibes and Stuff Podcast. They came to help me out. We're going to talk about some more uh, pandemic sports. Mask up. Mask on. <laughs> Man, that song was stuck in my head for like three weeks straight. Because <laughs> I am perpetually 11 years old. I'm right there with hey, you, man. As you, can tell by right my, as you can tell by my Zoom name. <laughs> Don't, stop Don't stop getting it. Don't stop getting it. It's never not going to be funny to me. <laughs> that's that's a good anthem for 2020. That's what I'm saying. We, we're we're going to get through this. Don't stop. Get it. Get it. So we know what's hot right now, the NBA. Yes, sir. And I, I tried to time this in such a way, but I, I fell short because people wanted to win games today. Ah, Memphis, and kill my dreams. I really, really needed that Memphis and Portland game. Not Memphis and Portland, I'm sorry. Phoenix and Portland. Yeah. I really needed that Phoenix and Portland game. Wait, so why won't we get Phoenix and Portland? Memphis won, and they clinched at the worst, the ninth seed. So they're in the play-in game. So if... So if Portland wins tonight, it's Portland and Memphis. It's going to be Port- Portland. If Portland loses, it's Phoenix and Memphis. Who does Portland play tonight? Portland is playing the they Nets. Play, they play, play Brooklyn, right? Yeah. And it was, last I checked, it was pretty close. Yeah, last I checked, Brooklyn was actually up. Portland is up. 65-60 going toward the end of the uh, end of the second quarter. <clears throat> so that's crazy that that's, that's like, a high scoring game. That's crazy that like Phoenix went undefeated I mean, in a bubble and like still didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> too little, too late, man. I mean, I kind of speaks to. So where they were, though. Yeah, I mean, they, we... They, they didn't really take care of business during the regular season. Injuries, and, and Aiden had his issue in the earlier in the year. Um, honestly, I think this was best-case scenario for them. Like, the fact that they went 8-0, even though they're not going to get into the playoffs, I think that that has established some good habits for that team, and it puts mm. them in a, a much better position next year. Like, they're not a punching bag anymore. If they keep it up. Right, Nate, and they know yeah. they can play with anybody. You know, it's, it's Yeah, right. I think it's indicative, yeah, of a bright future for them. Um, I just don't see I just don't see Devin Booker staying at Phoenix, you know, whenever his his uh uh you know, rookie contract runs out, you know, I I mean, why should he stay in Phoenix? I Draymond. Know? You said right. what? Right. I Draymond. <laughs> My man hey man, Dray- Draymond was right. Draymond was right. Um, 
Yeah, he don't need to be in Phoenix, man. Dre trying to get him another light skin shoot out there. He just he might get it. Not fit in with Golden State at all. <laughs> like then you reduce Booker to just a shooter. Well, who minutes is he gonna take? It's not about minutes, but in that offense, he's now the third option. Like that's that's a lot of because they're gonna have to pay him. That's a lot of bread to pay somebody for your third option. Like for the type of money that that Booker would command. I need, I need him to be my number one or two option because he can do that. Like he's proving that now. I mean, he's, he's the man, and to and to kind of, you know, relegate him to a third option or just to catch and shoot. Like, you know what I mean? You're not getting the the most out of this player. You can't make him your Durant. Well, I mean, Durant it wouldn't be. Nice, it wouldn't be I, don't know that, I don't know that he would be. Devin Booker's too young, though. I don't, and and maybe. You know, maybe he he's down for that, but for him to seem to to be this Kobe disciple, I don't think that would sit so well. I don't disagree that he may want to get out of Phoenix. I just don't think Golden State is the move. Yeah, I I think I mean it's it's it's. I mean, look at what Philly did with Tobias Harris. He's basically their third option, and like, look at the contract he was able to to secure. Um, so, I mean, it's not, it's not unheard of, but it's just, it's going to be hard for him to show over to like, uh, gee, I don't know, the Chicago Bulls, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, he can run some things over here. Um, might as well stay in Phoenix. <laughs> He's got a better Weather. coach. I mean, I right. don't disagree. <laughs> Weather's better. <laughs> I, don't, I don't disagree with you, but. But but I mean, if if you're going to be on a weak team, you might as well be in a weaker conference. So so your ceiling can be a lot higher. That sounds. I, good I think LeBron, I think a Devin Booker Zach Levine tandem would be. You said what? I said that sounds real LeBronish to me. <laughs> hey Amen. It is it is what it is. Oh, that reminds me, Chris. Later on, I got some mailbag questions for you. The resident the residents of Roseland, I've been asking the mayor of Roseland. Uh, if Stayos could weigh in on on a few topics, so we'll get to that later. We're gonna, we're but, gonna um, let, let Ian dig in the uh, purple crown rule bag later on. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Devin Booker needs to get out of there, man. Like I, I you know, I don't know. I, I he doesn't necessarily need to come to Chicago because Zach Levine's gonna be packing his bag soon enough anyway. So. Um, but yeah, he don't. He does. He just doesn't need to stay with Phoenix. You know, well, Chicago's about I, to I become haven't... the city of Detroit in every way. Mm. How so? Sports-wise, economically, this city's falling apart. Yeah, I. You know, now that you mention it, I, I kind of get where you're coming from. Yeah. Same. What happened to Flip? <laughs> Auntie Flip. <laughs> hey man, y'all got to get up off. Y'all got to get up off uh, <laughs> folks, man, mayor, folks. She doing. Hey, that's that's King. That's King Mayor to you. King King Mayor. <laughs> got Lori right under five. Yeah, that's King Lori to you. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's halftime. Portland is up 71 to 67. Man, that's that's so, a tight game, man. Especially for Brooklyn. I'm shocked. I I and CJ McCullough is playing extremely well. 17 and he's, 18 points at the half. He's playing with a broken back, too. Yes. Wow. Yes. Man, like how how thrilled are you all that? Well, I shouldn't say thrilled, but how how happy are you all that the Pelicans didn't make it? Because that that's what everyone wanted. They wanted a LeBron Zion first round, and I'm sure the Lakers would have been salivating at the chance to go against the the, the Pelicans in the first round, knowing they were going to beat the the dog crap out of them. Right. Um, I didn't want to see that. I didn't want to see that. You know, like. The Pelicans had a pretty bad bubbly experience. So did the Grizzlies. It's like, hmm, you mean to tell me that these rookie-led teams might uh, have some issues? That's shocking. You know, and it's just like, you know, I don't know what everybody was expecting. I get it. Portland was banged up most of the year. Um, you know, Phoenix kind of – they started out good, but then ran, quickly ran out of gas. Um, but I don't know why people were just gassing up the Grizzlies and the Pelicans like that. Like, like, don't get me wrong. I like John Moran. They got a bright future. But now that Jaron Jackson is out, who really wants to see them in the bubble now? And the Pelicans ain't even playing Zion. Well, the Grizzlies have Zion is moving, though. He, he still don't look right to me, just in how he walks. He walks like an old man right now. And I man, didn't Zion. see a lot of – him running hard. No. 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 Zion is in, is in a race against his own body. He's in a race against time with his own body. Like, I'd be very surprised if 10 years from now, he, he's still playing at an all-star level. Right. Shoot, you got to get there first. The Grizzlies, though, I, I see people why people were kind of on that bandwagon. The Grizzlies were – they had a, um, for lack of a better word, a swag about them. Um, just say it, man. They they not scared of nobody. They they have fun with they when they played it. They don't back down from anybody. They, they and they were consistent. Balls. And I and I think that's why they were so much people was latching on because they were consistent. They they were consistently winning. You know, I mean, they it wasn't a bunch of cheap wins. They were they were being consistent. I mean, the right. the hiatus kind of busted that up a little bit. You know, I think with with when you got players who are, are bowing out of and, and getting sick and taking time off to um, go see relatives and stopping off getting wings and things like that. So that that throws – a young team like that especially, that throws a rhythm off. Um, yeah. I read something that said uh, it's funny that the Grizzlies always caught teams full strength. So, like, other teams will play somebody and a guy will be sitting out and then he will be back in time for the Grizzlies game. So, you know, sometimes you just catch bad breaks too, you know. Right. That's what happens. The thing with the Grizzlies, um, I might be I might be one of them bandwagon people when it comes to the Grizzlies because I think people kind of rock with them anyway. Like, for many years, just, just their style. They were lovable losers is, is kind of unfair. Um because they were they were talented teams, they just ran into they play hard, and um, people respect that. Like the way that they play ball, even from the you know the grit and grind days, and then and they basically got gutted this year. 
you know what I mean? Trading Conley and getting rid of Gasol, that was kind of the last of that era. But you're ushering in some youth and both of their, you know, new acquisitions in uh, uh, Jaron Jackson and John Morant, both of them got a lot of dog in them. And so there's there's a connection, I think, to that and people still enjoy it. So I think a lot of folks are rooting for Memphis to, to do it, especially once we saw how the NBA kind of stacked you know, kind of stack the deck for the Pelicans, and it's all it's been Zion talk all year. And Job Morant been no disrespect to Kendrick Nunn because he's been making noise as well. But you know, Job Morant been the rookie of the year. Like he got he put this team on his back. He that dude, and yeah. he's like, look, we're gonna get we're gonna get to the playoffs. Yeah, and they weren't expected to do that. It was supposed to be you know a, another a year in a lottery, especially after having lost Conley. That was the idea, and they had different plans. And, and shout out to the, the coach. Like, he's a young coach, but he got them boys, you know, in, in a position that nobody really expected, at least not until later in the season. Yeah, man. Yeah. Pelicans got what they deserve. Indeed. Indeed. Although, I just... I, although, one thing I will say about the Pelicans, and I guess we can move on. <laughs> um, Brandon Ingram. Show me something. Like, I hadn't been watching a lot of Pelicans games. I was just about to say that. I watched them in a bubble. Like, dude is nice. Dude is real nice. Yes. I underestimated him. Mainly because he came from Duke. Yeah, he, he's the real. Duke's pumped out a few good ones lately. I mean, the Duke hate is, is, is yeah. more, it's more, it's more cultural than it has to do with, like, talent and X's and O's. Um, that's yeah, because I, I have I have cultural issues with Duke, you know, as opposed to <laughs> fair enough, you know, well, you know, they're not nice yeah, getting my good thing shoes about is a lot of the players are overrated, though. That's what it is for me. Like, there is the, there is the culture, sure, but even taking that aspect out of it, the players that come out of that, that school are all to be like the next great thing and they usually don't pan out that way. But that's that's most like anybody heard from John Shire still in the league. <laughs> well I mean I I knew he was gonna be Israeli Jordan anyway. Um that's that's mostly though guys who stay. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you're one and done at Duke, that, that Duke culture doesn't sink into you. So, Fair enough. Yeah. Shout out to RJ Barrett. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He's in New York. No, he won't. Uh, get get his knees ready. Yes, indeed. Yes, yes indeed. Yeah. He needs to be icing his knees right now. Because <laughs> yeah, Tibbs about oh, to He's about to be Lou all day. Yes, he is. Getting spinal taps and everything. I wouldn't be surprised if Lou Dang is an assistant coach on that uh on that roster. And that they, their assistant coach would be better than the Bulls head coach. So other things going on. And we talked a little bit about it. Um, well they 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 gotta do something. Oh you 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 talk about the Bulls? Yeah, I'm saying I'm, I'm sure they're gonna do something different. They got to. They haven't made a move yet, but he's he's gone. I, 
I mean, hope it's just them just waiting the season out. That's I what I think it is. I hope it's that. And I, I think it's that. But I, I hope it's that. Yeah. Who is – let's talk about Dame. All right. Dame Lillard is taking no prisoners, not in social media, not on the court, not on TV. Thoughts on Dame's gangster right now, fellas? Well, what I, I'll say about Dame, and, and first of all, I, I respect that he's, for the most part, letting it show on the court first. Like, all the other stuff is coming as well, but he's balling. Yeah, he missed the two free throws, but he was balling before that, and he's been balling since then. And he's going to let you know about it off the court. And he doesn't seem to go out of his way to seek the stuff out. He's just responding to people that saying things to him. Um, now, that said, he's coming off as a little sensitive to me. Hmm. Like, at some point, you got to let this you got to let this go. I, I, I hear it in his tone of voice in every interview. He just always feels like he's proving himself to doubters. And I guess that that's a good thing for motivation. But to me, I, it just comes across in his interviews. It comes across in his tweets. Like he's arguing with everybody. And it's one thing to, you know, have your clapbacks. But it seems like everybody that got anything bad to say about Dame at any point, he bringing the, bringing the cannon. And normally I'm, I'm down for that. I'm, I'm, I'm here well, for a good clapback. But, he, um, he has been. After a while, it gets, it gets old to me. And it, it, it just feels thin-skinned. In his defense, though, he has been slept on. He has been disrespected. This is the same dude who drug his team to the Western Conference. Out, uh, um, I mean, we all know Golden State. They were they were the clear favorites, but outside of them, people were talking about Houston being being you know the the second one up, you know. So he's had to fight for a lot of respect. And he drug him to the Western Conference Finals without Nurkic. You know, so yeah. I, people do need to put some respect on his name. You know, I, I hear what you're saying about him seeming kind of sensitive, but you know, I'm I'm I don't know, man. I'm here for it. I'm here for the clapbacks. Like, was I the only one <clears throat> when uh, he missed those two free throws against the Clippers? And uh who was it? It was Pat Bev and who was the other one? Morris. They were they were they were uh uh jeering at him from the sidelines. Was I the only one who, like, in my head, I was like, man, you know what? Pat these guys. <laughs> <laughs> How you going to do that to Pat Bev, though? That's, that's hometown you know here. And I like Pat. I like Pat Bev. But it's like, man, come on, man. Like, it's, 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 it's called staying your lane, man. And it's, it's you know in my what? head, I'm like. I felt that way about ahead. Paul George more than I did about Patrick Beverly. Now, as much as I was saying that, that Dame is kind of sensitive, that dude, PG-13, which is the weakest nickname in the NBA, um, he, he's, he's a sensitive one. He's a sensitive <laughs> one. The weakest? Dame's clap, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of soft, man. Like, PG-13, really? It's slick if you're a child. You grown, dog. What's <laughs> PG-13? It's out of convenience, what you mean. I get it. I get it. PG-13, a.k.a. Young Treacy. Like, 
that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I got issues with the nickname, but um, yeah, he comes off a little a little bit soft as well when Dame kind of hit him and, and Pat Bev with with receipts. I mean, these are all facts that he's fitting in his press yeah. conference. Yeah, I shot you down. I shot your man down a couple years ago too. Um, and then Paul George gets on, on what was it, uh, Twitter or Instagram, one or the other. And he's like, yeah, but you're getting sent home this year. Like, and then and, and again, Dame back and forth with him on the, on, on the internets. I just felt like Paul George's response to that was weak because you wait till after the game to put this on IG. At least with Pat Bell, when it was going down, it was in the moment. I'm I'm here for that. Like we could talk crap on the court. It's but once it's over, it's over. It's it's like, you know, talking nonsense from a distance. I don't I can't really honor that too much. Especially under these circumstances. Y'all all in the same place. So if you really want the smoke, you ain't gotta go far for it. Well it's so squashed you, yeah. you hiding behind the screen. Squashed it. I, I did. Or, but but that, I think that was necessary. Uh, and, and, oh, it had uh, to be I'm done because it was, it was fun of them. bigger than it needed to be, too. Yes. You know, when, exactly. When, exactly. When, uh, it was it was you know contentious, but somewhat with a level of respect. Once, then, uh, once the outsiders get in, it's, it's a different situation. Yeah, when other people got involved, it it went beyond just gamesmanship. Um, yes. And yes. then, like they from the other people who got involved are from two different sides of the track. And right. He had to do something. Wait, what did I, I miss? I don't think his uh his his wife was uh is equipped to deal with that sort of. Oh, so no. Dame's sister and Paul George's wife started uh, clapping at each other in Twitter um, as a as a branch off of what was going on between George and Lillard. So PG stepped in, reached out to Dame, was like, look, we got to stop this. You know, we just competitors on the court. Now it's spilling off in our family members and they don't need to be involved in stuff like that because that's how stuff blows up. Right. You know, so. Yes. Respect on both sides yeah. for, for dealing with that, like, oh, man. Okay. You know. Okay. Okay. I didn't even hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, but I was just I was just instantly put off. I'm like, man, Pat Bev, like, yeah, you're a good defender and everything, and, you know, you do your thing, but, like, come on, man. Stay in your lane, man. Like, like, don't don't jaw it like the Dame Lillards of the world. Same thing with with, with Marcus Morris or Markeith Morris or whichever one it is. No, nobody. It's knows. like, dude, stick stick to what you do, right. which is shoving people in the fourth quarter because you know you think that's your that's your definition of being a tough player, you know, and getting a technical. Um, well, don't worry, Harold's back. You won't see much of him. But that's on brand for both of them. Oh, uh, yeah, it's on brand for Beverly. It's not really on brand brand for Morris, but like, um, I don't know, man. I was just like, man, screw these dudes. <laughs> Damn, was quite upset. He out here like dang. Right. So what? The the playoff seedings are all beset. Uh, everything's just left. In the, in the lap of Portland this evening. So live, live coverage, y'all. Live coverage. Live, live coverage. 
as we as we speak. as we record and it's still unfolding. So which one are you looking forward to seeing? Which uh playoff matchup? I know what I want. I'm saying Thunder Rockets for me. Oh, okay. Thunder Rockets for me too. But no rust the first two or three games. Even better. I'm cool with that. Like, I would love it for Russ to be there just to see how he would um, how he would deal with OKC. I don't know that he would. I think Russ Russ would probably bring it, but I'm I'm interested in seeing how the small ball is going to work with Adams and Noel in the playoffs, where the game has to now slow down. Like Russell Westbrook has been their leading scorer in the paint for the last few months. That works. I don't know how that's going to work out so well. And, you know, in this half-court set that they have to run, you can run a little bit, but the playoffs makes the game slow down. That's just how it goes. Without the crowd to kind of influence the refs the way that they normally might, um, you could kind of hide certain things too. I think the games are being called a little closer in, in some cases. Uh, a point that I'm, I'm, I'm going to steal from Jalen Rose, which made sense to me, um, the refs can hear stuff now that they may not have heard uh, under other circumstances, right? You hear the little slaps on the wrist and stuff mm-hmm. that you could kind of get away with. It's getting crowded. So now, how does this work out for somebody like uh, uh, a, a defensive-minded big, you know, that's relying on those type of things? So it's just an interesting chess match that I would like to see kind of play out. Plus, there's no love lost with the players involved. Like angry Chris Paul, I'm here for that. Yeah, all day. All yeah, day. I'm, I'm here for it too, man. Yeah, Thunder Rockets, I wanted to see that anyway. Like I, I was saying that three months ago. Um, yeah, we, we brought that up a few weeks back. Yeah. You know, I, will, I would I, – honestly, man, I would love to see Lakers Blazers, man. Like, yeah. you know, I, I – Suns, whatever they 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 hit a little hot streak, but they not they not gonna have nothing figured out against LA. Um, nah, you know they're not just not gonna be a threat. But the, but the Blazers, it'd be interesting. Like, do I would I pick them in a seven game series against the Lakers? No, but but they'll they'll make it interesting. I think they'll definitely make it interesting. Um, yeah, that AD yeah, Nurkic match matchup would be interesting to watch for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, we, I, I mean, they still they still seem to be playing eighty at the four, and Nurkic is more of a traditional center. So, but you know they, you know they got the bodies. They got Hassan Whiteside. They could throw him at, um, you know, Dwight Howard and Javale McGee, and, and and you know get a couple of fouls in on AD if if need be, because um, that's I think that's all Whiteside is really good for at this point. Um, it's funny, man. I saw a, uh, I saw, I saw a, um, something on, on uh, Twitter. It was a, um, it was a, a gif of uh, Nito Brown when he was getting ready to shoot uh, G Money on the roof, and the caption said LeBron, LeBron sending uh, Melo home on his comeback tour. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, hot take. Think the Blazers can beat the Lakers? I mean, they can, but I think will they? Can they? Too. I, I, 
I'm with you on that one again. I don't know that they will, but I give them a puncher's chance. With a healthy CJ, I don't know. I don't know how long CJ gonna be able to ball on a bad back. Who guards Lillard? That's gonna be. Oh, Lillard could average thirty-five in this series. Nobody's guarding him. Yeah, you what you gonna do? You gonna put Caruso on him? I, I think I think LeBron's gonna. Don't be surprised. Don't, don't be surprised no. if you see. Don't be surprised if you see Avery Bradley actually suit up. Be surprised. Nothing for the Lakers surprises me. Don't be surprised. The man said he ain't coming, Nothing and that would be kind Lakers. of a sucker move at this point for him to show up. Like you took this hard stance, stick with it. Be there for your family. That's what he said he was doing, or you know, social injustice. Like those are worthy reasons not to be there. So don't be there. Take care of those things. Because if you if you come back now then you've made a mockery of what you were talking about to begin with. Until a group of mysterious individuals show up at your front door urging you to go to the bubble. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. I would not be surprised at all. It's amazing how <laughs> these LeBron-led teams, it's so funny how they get covered. It's like when, when Rajon Rondo, when it was announced that he was going to be sitting out because of injury, everybody was freaking out, you know? And it's like, wait a minute, like, statistically he's the worst dude on the team it's like <laughs> so it's like that guy goes out and now y'all like in a tizzy like oh oh well what what, what are the lakers gonna do uh, they really need Rajon, you know it's like come on man they got ad and lebron like you know kuzma they got they got dwight howard putting you know in what that is right they got mcgee putting in work what what, what is have, it chris you have to structure the excuse there is that. Right. Yeah, they were hobbled. They were that. they were shorthanded. You have to structure the excuse and you have to do right. it early. Like I, I like Portland in this matchup just for matchups. Like LeBron has to guard Carmelo Anthony. Um yes. someone has to I mean, as we've seen tonight, bad back or not, somebody has to guard CJ McCullum. Whether he's on or off, you still have to guard him. You have to respect him. Nurkic is not a pushover, right. you know. Uh, the Trent kid has stepped up and become a reliable shooter, you know. And then you got a little reliable. I do shooting like fifty some percent, yes, or a high uh, high fifties, low sixty percent. Yes, you know, guys, guys in Portland are playing the the others as Shaq will call them. Your your role players, they're playing mm -hmm. above their heads right now. So you know, mm -hmm. they stay hot. And, and the Lakers, the Lakers look like they got some holes, man. I'm sorry, it's you know everybody's Expound. riding on that riding on that, that high of, of beating the we Clippers by two off a couple fouls that weren't called. You know the Lakers look extremely vulnerable. The thing is, though, and as much as I like to take shots at LeBron, like his greatness is apparent. You know what I mean? And I'm never gonna bet too strongly against what he can pull off for a team, especially um, with his ability as a facilitator, he does get a lot out of a little bit. So if you just bring it a little and just kind of fill in the gaps for him, you know, LeBron can kind of handle it or, or take care of that. And in this case, you got a top five talent with you. <laughs> like, our team, this is AD's team. Yes. Yes. 
Like, is he even in his prime yet? Is he is he now just entering his prime? Really? Yeah. And this is on both sides of the ball. You know what I mean? So Anthony Davis is is the key. And and shout out to him because I really didn't think he was going to be healthy this year. Um, so shout out to whatever he's got going on with that. He's he's definitely the key. Um, they have holes. We knew that they had holes, but I think that they have um, a few people that are experienced in these arenas. That if if the Blazers are going to beat them outright, it's going to have to be like slaughters. You know what I mean? If it's if it's close games each time, I think that's going to favor the Lakers. If they're going to beat them, they got to beat them. Yeah, it, it can't be decided by a, a, a ref notice and a foul. You know what I mean? Exactly. Final oh, no, no. Right. no right. If, it, if it comes down to that, I mean, come on. Come on. Right. Um, the blemish that will be on, on that on that legacy? No. Um, that 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 8-1 stain on your legacy? Ooh. I mean, things and, like that. And for Anthony Davis, too, especially. Like yeah, LeBron, they, we'll find a way to brush it off, but this this would be huge for Davis. I mean, it's something to be said about. I mean, the, the Lakers have not had a a stellar bubble performance. No, do, do you think there's something mediocre at best? Do you all think there's something to this like whole home court advantage factor being mixed at this point? Yes. Yes, um, especially moving forward. Yeah, we, we spoke to it on our last episode without the, the home court factor, true home court. Like, home court matters, man. It's, it's the going home, sitting on your couch, working out in, in your workout space, uh, eating at the places you eat at. Um, you know, when you get get to the, to, uh, to the gym, everything is catered to you. You're walking in the same entrance. You know all the security guards. Everybody's doing this for you, that for you. All of that little stuff matters, especially in a playoff series. And now everybody's playing a road game. Everybody's playing at LA right. Fitness. So that's why you, <laughs> you know that's why you're getting these runs, man. Where you where you getting these literal thirty point swings yes. because nobody's truly at home. Nobody's comfortable. Yes. So that to me that makes you more vulnerable too. Whatever, regardless of what happens, this season has an asterisk. But it would still look bad to lose to an eight. No doubt about it, especially with the team that they have. Because, like I said, AD entering his prime is not already in it. Um, Dwight Howard, for all of the clowning that people do about him, is still a capable player. You know, he's not going to be – he's not 20 and 10 white. He's not dominating the way he used to be, nor does he need to be. He's a but starting he's, NBA center. Indeed. Indeed. He's still athletic. He can still, you know, run the floor. He can rim run. He's a, a, a good rebounder and a good rim protector. That's a, at a premium on any NBA team. So to have those, JaVale McGee is the same way. He's just kind of a lesser Dwight, which I find is strange. But isn't JaVale starting now and Dwight coming off the bench? Yeah, that's 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 odd to me. But well, that well, is. that's the other thing. That's the other thing. Like, like who who is who is their closing five? They still uh, seem to be kind of experimenting with 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 uh with uh, uh you know their roster. It ain't J.R. Smith. 
<laughs> I think that they they're tweaking it because they have to. Um, I think a lot of that is going to have to do with their matchups. Do you trade defense for offense, or offense for defense? It depends on who your opponent is and what the situation is. Because you can go with, you know, AD, Brian, Kuzma, and um, your two bigs, maybe a, um, you know, a Howard and McGee if you needed that kind of defense. So your your front four is solid, but you're gonna have a hole at Kuzma. So who's the who's the option? You know what I mean? Who's your who's your opponent? And if they if the hole is uh, where Kuzma is, and that's where the top player is gonna be, then that's gonna be a problem for them. So you swap them out for KCP. But if you need a shot, you trust KCP to make that shot? Or a good decision. Facts. Facts. So it's it's a bad it's a bad situation for them. So they should have right, they you don't trust KCP to make the shot. So you go ahead. My bad. No, I was gonna just gonna say <laughs> I was just gonna say they should have never let the goat walk with Lance Stevens. <laughs> If Lance Stevenson, if Lance Stevenson was still on the Lakers squad, <laughs> with no contest, eighty-two no and contest. zero, eighty-two and zero, eighty-two and zero, undefeated in the bubble, sixteen and zero in the playoffs, championship, <laughs> unquestioned. Low key, Lance actually could help them though, because he's got versatility and that that issue that we're talking about now of course getting of course stop, he can help him he's the goat he's the goat shots. the nba needs to retire the number six in honor of lance stevenson he didn't even wear six everywhere he wore he wore it once that's all you need <laughs> that's enough <laughs> like, that's all you need Right. He needs, he needs, Bill he needs a statue. He needs a statue <laughs> in front of every in the stadium of every team he played for. Lakers, the Grizzlies, the Pacers, every team. Give it Bill up to Lance, somewhere, man. Charlotte. Bill Russell is somewhere giving Ian the middle finger. Right. That long, nah, long middle Bill, finger. <laughs> somewhere Bill Russell is worshiping at his shrine of Lance Stevenson. <laughs> Boy, that rum is good, huh? That's some, that's some strong. Yeah, rum. it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the matchup so, I'm looking forward to, real quick. Nobody wants to see Heat and Pacers, man. Yes, I'm down for that. Want to see this team jump off? Definitely down for that. I want somebody to hit Jamie Butler in the face. That's going to be a shootout. I need it. I need it to be like Sabonis. <laughs> some I just bonus guy. I don't know if some bonus got it in Some some Latvian uh <laughs> left-handed <laughs> shot to the jaw. It can't be TJ Warren, that's for sure. You need TJ Warren on the court. Yeah. You need some bonus, actually. I'm trying to think of who's on the Pacers roster that got it in them to, to pull this off. It's not Doug McDermott. It's, it's, it's Actually, Doug McDermott would be the guy that I'd like to see do it. He, he never would, of course. But wouldn't that be a, a sports center highlight for you? Oh, wow. 
Doug hit Jimmy in the face with a Black Ma- uh, ba- Black Lives Matter jersey on. <laughs> Sorry about that, y'all. I had to run upstairs. Heard my son listening to trap music. Kind of, kind of operation you running over there, man. Is that is that Not wrong? Is that wrong in your house? Yeah. You see his face, though. But this man is quite serious. But who? Who was it? Yeah. Because technically, T.I. is trapped. They music. all said all them garbly sound uh, voices again sound the same to me, man. Like, I don't know who it was. T.I. is trap music. True. It wasn't no T.I. True. As is Goody Mob. It wasn't no Goody Mob either. It was, oh, this, new, it was this new stuff. The little doo doo thing or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let let that let that little man love him some Migos. At this point, Migos is is Migos are high with me. Uh, put up against some of his other nonsense. Oh man, it's a new dude every week. Do it. Word, word. See, no, I'm, I'm I'm definitely down for um, Indiana versus Miami. Like, fireworks aside, between uh, TJ and Jimmy. I think that's just a good matchup. Like Miami, whoever they play, they're gonna you in for it. You in for seven long games at at worst. <laughs> like they gonna bring it. And them, them boys, that Duncan Robinson, I don't know where he came from. I know he's from Michigan, but he just seemed to have come out of nowhere. He wasn't on my radar at least. No. That boy got a burner. My goodness. Yeah, they, they um, that's going to be exciting, man. That's that's definitely going to be a, a shootout. Yeah. Um, to watch, I I mean, I, I was excited about Celtic Sixers, but I, is is Embiid even going to be playing? I know I know Simmons is out. Embiid better play. Was I the only one who thought they looked better without Simmons? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was just you. You don't like Ben Simmons. No, I just don't think he's a fit for that team. I think, I think they just don't have their positions figured out. I, I don't, I don't. I'm uncomfortable with their with their all star center shooting threes because the paint is is, is blocked up. Um, they got some people like Richardson and Diable who are good players. They 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 with that other game uh, where when uh, when Simmons went out, man, they 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 had a little more hop in their step. You know, like. They almost won that game. Um, so, you know, I don't know, man. Like, like if they could figure out a way to look impressive without Simmons and maybe explore the possibility of trading him for another player, for a more traditional point guard, I think that's what they need to do. I don't know, man. I think I agree that they can't continue to exist under their current construction, like something's got to change. Yeah. And maybe it's something as simple as changing the coach, and maybe they can figure something out with somebody else's system. But if you can't, right, if that's not going to do it, and one of the two have to go, I know that you don't get rid of seven feet, and, and he's a monster on both sides of the ball. But I just feel like when you're trying to build a team, and maybe just because I'm partial to guards anyway, 
I would rather have Simmons and build out my team around what he brings versus Embiid. Because I feel like Embiid is going to give you what Embiid gives you, but you're not necessarily getting anything out of anybody else. Where with Ben Simmons is at his best, he can give you what he's going to give you, but he can also continue to elevate the rest of his players. He's, it's, it's a similar concept to what LeBron does. Like, as much as we clown Ben Simmons for not shooting, dude is – he's he an does incredible everything basketball else player, well. man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he gives you – On he both sides you, of the ball. Yeah, he gives you effort on the defensive end most definitely. Um, and he, he still is a great passer. Um, and gets basketball whatever he wants. As, as, yeah. Unless Embiid is in the way, but that's their <laughs> issue. Like, they got to figure that spacing thing out. And I, like I said, that, that I think that comes down to the coaching. Uh, Brett Brown got to go. That would be the first move I make if I'm if I'm Elton Brand. Brett Brown got to go, and let's bring in somebody else with a, a different um, offensive philosophy, and let's see if we can do something about the spacing issue. Continue yeah. to work with Simmons. Like dog, you got to shoot. It's as simple as that. Even if you even if you shoot in seventeen percent, you have to shoot just enough. To make people have to guard you right now, they know he's not going to do it. The the Sixers remind me of like you ever go to like a friend's house when they just moved in, and they got like the it's a nice house, but you walk into the living room and they got like the TV like in the middle of the floor instead of like up against the wall. They got like a <laughs> a futon folded out. It's like get this together, like like. <laughs> <laughs> move, move this around a little differently you know what I mean that's the Philadelphia 76ers you know nice place but y'all got the furniture in the wrong in the wrong spots um right yeah I'm a Matisse fan by the way I like the way he plays decent he decent and I think that's a good spot for him too in, in, in Philly. I think they he's he's grown and he's gonna continue to grow, you know, over the summer because they're about to get put out pretty quickly. Oh yeah, that's gonna happen in five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shake Milton, man, overrated or underrated? I'm gonna go with a big old overrated on that. And it's not to say that he's not talented. Um yeah, he definitely is, but that was like the big move, right? We're going to move Ben Simmons to the four and Shake Milton is going to come in and save the world and kind of see what happened. He's he's properly rated. He's the sixth option on the Sixers. Indeed. Well, I think he's I think he's okay. Like, yeah, I think he's properly rated. Like, it's not his fault that the Sixers are going into the playoffs still experimenting with their with their starting five. That's not his fault. Um, and the fact, <clears throat> the fact that they're still experimenting with their starting five at this stage in the game, they're going home, man. They're going home in the first round. Figure it out. Like, uh, they was going home when Ben Simmons got hurt. That was it. You know, Brett, Brett Brown, uh, it's a shame what happened to Brett. <laughs> yeah, they, I, I think that. You're looking with Brett Brown and the Sixers, you're looking at two entities that both need a change. Like, I don't think Brett Brown is a bad coach. Um, I think he just needs to go somewhere else and, and have his voice heard by different players. Right. 
his philosophy doesn't work in that locker room anymore. And to be honest, he still got the stank of the process on him. Like they, they need to burn some sage in that locker room and let's, let's get a fresh start. Get somebody else in there, get a new voice. Let's, let's try to rework some things. They got good pieces. Um, they've made some bad decisions for sure. Um, but I think that you can work with them. I think Al Horford was a bad decision. It accomplished what they needed it to accomplish. But they paid a whole lot of money just to, to sign a dude so Embiid don't have to be guarded by him. And I truly believe that that was, they could talk about this, you know, locker room presence and Al Horford being, you know, such a solid dude and a solid player. I truly believe that the reason why he was signed was to get him out of Boston so that Embiid wouldn't have that problem. Because every time they matched up in the playoffs, Embiid had a problem with Horford every game. Like he couldn't do nothing with him. Same thing with, honestly, with um, Aaron Baines or Aaron Baines or other you say that dude named out of Phoenix now. He would give him problems too. Like Embiid didn't have no moves. He's big. So he could push you around, but once you got to a you know a defender that he couldn't push, he had no counters for whatever the defense was. So rather yeah. than forcing MB to improve his game, we're just gonna move, remove this obstacle from him. We're gonna overpay Horford <laughs> to sign him so MB don't have to be guarded by him Except for in practice. But but Horford was stupid for going over there. It's like what, what did you really think your role was gonna be? They already got the all-star starting center. Right. Um, it's like, what, what did you think was going to happen? Like, yeah, that was more like we, we just want to play keep away with the other teams in the East right. so nobody else gets them, you right. know. Um, yeah, that's that's what that was about. But um, When a team is going to pay you more than anybody else is. That's it. Especially at this age. Yeah, let me exactly. This age, that potential <laughs> on that team, you're getting paid more than anybody else is willing to pay you. Horford was going along for the ride. Absolutely. Hey, Keep getting them checks, Al. Facts. I mean, look at where his contemporaries are. The guys that he, he won the championships with. Where they at? Corey Brewer? Who knows? Is he even in the league? <laughs> Joe Kim Noah out there looking like the ghost of Joe Kim Noah? He is the ghost yeah. of Joe Kim Noah. Yeah, he looked bad, man. He looked like... Like he on that stuff? <laughs> It's like he got like what five fouls in four minutes, like that first game they brought him in. Like I'm just like, yo, his take legs, him out. Yeah, remember his legs are shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but even at his peak, he was never like that dude. You know what I mean? Um, I disagree. You're talking about an effort. Had, you're talking about an effort and energy guy who can only give you effort and no energy. Correct. I mean, he's in the league right energy, now just so he can have money to pay for his league. That's it. <laughs> the effort and energy thing is cool, but like at the end of the day, he's still only going to give you what, like, seventeen and ten. You know, at you know, the seventeen and ten is is great. <laughs> I mean, at his peak, I'm talking about at his peak. I'm oh. not talking about him now. <laughs> now he he just going to give you five thousand four minutes, but like that's fine. Um. Yeah, he, he he looked bad, man. He looked bad. Yeah, he's gonna less. Yeah, yeah. They just they just needed a big body down there, right? Um, to throw at somebody. I don't know, man. Like to me, like three four months ago, it was pretty. 
it was pretty much unassailable that Giannis was the MVP of this year. Where did this LeBron for MVP narrative start? It started right before the pandemic. Yeah, because they beat Milwaukee and beat when they uh, beat Clippers. Milwaukee, and they they yeah. they beat like the three of the top four teams in the NBA, right? And then it, it kind of it started right around then. Um, you had the LeBron should win MVP because Kobe died, and then you had um, yeah, he beat the Clippers and he beat Milwaukee in the same week, right? We're just gonna forget that he's got. Anthony freaking Davis on the team though, like that negates that in my and opinion. And Anthony Davis scores a jillion D points per game. Mm-hmm. LeBron is leading the league in assists in year seventeen. That is impressive. That is amazing. That does not make you the MVP. Giannis is leading his team in every statistical category and has better numbers than LeBron in each of those categories. Accepting assists. Accept assists. And every and he ain't got no Anthony Davis. Like Chris Middleton. Oh, and by the way, oh, and by the way, they're five games ahead of the Lakers. Exactly. Now to be fair, they're in the East, so you could take some points away from that, but this is no contest in my mind. There there's no contest that, that this is uh Giannis's trophy. But this is a better he, it's it's honestly a better East than LeBron play. Agreed. I agree with that. I agree with that. At the top, at the bottom, is still, you know, still trash. Yeah. Still 100% trash. Once you get to about, you know, seven, eight, and down, it's <laughs> Here's my thing with the LeBron narrative, you know, LeBron for MVP narrative is we get a lot of people who discuss it, and the, the thing that they discuss is what he's doing in year 17. This ain't no lifetime achievement award. Like, you don't get props for doing this as an old man. I don't care that he got gray in his beard. What do the numbers say? Give me this award for what this person is doing for this season. But you this was a young LeBron James. Right. You got to put the filter into the box for LeBron. Right. If this is a young LeBron James, if he and Giannis are the same age and the numbers are what they are and you can take away this this legacy play, then we're not even talking about anything. So remove that. Remove that. We don't care that – not that we don't care. It's a good story, and it, it, it is pretty awesome that he could do that now. But that don't make you the MVP. It just means that you're old and you're still able to play at a very, very high level. Yeah, yeah. He's 35. He's old for NBA, though, and he got a lot of miles on him. But if you look at the greats at 35, many of them are still playing well at 35. They ain't leading the league in any statistical categories, though. Well, Jordan was. He wasn't leading the league in scoring. Not, not that age. In 98? 98. 35 and 98? Yeah. Take it back then. What year was Kareem 35? That was like 83. He was still scoring 20 points a game, I think. Kareem was getting his stuff tossed back then, though, dude. Them young, them young boys that came in there. <laughs> you got to deal with Elijah Wan and a young David Robinson. And, oh, yeah, still, still. Like, I mean, again, to, to play that well at that age is is something to be said about it, but not – I agree. I agree. But not ad nauseum. It's just like we're constantly reminded of how old this dude is. Right. 
and they can start. Hey, gentlemen, I got about 15 minutes left. You, you mind if I get to these mailbag questions? Yes, let's, let's go to the uh, Crown Roll mailbag. All right. All right. This first one. This, hold on. Hold on. Let me get my. Who's the host of this show, man? Let me let me let me get my crown royal bag and get the get the questions out of it. <laughs> that is hilarious. All right, all right. I have First a cream colored one. A cream color, fancy. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got the blue and cream joint like Ghostface, huh? Yeah, got the brown <laughs> joint for the caramel. Oh snap! <laughs> uh, Infinity I'm a, I'm a, Stones. I'm going to make a quilt out of Crown Royal bags. <laughs> but the first question, this one's pretty easy. Um, based on what you've seen so far in the NBA bubble, who is your NBA bubble MVP and why? Uh, Damian Lillard, based on what we've already said. Like he's, he had a difficult task in front of him and he dragged his team basically to the playoffs at this point. They came out with a oh, mission and he, and he did it. Brooklyn Nets is up by nine. He may wow. not have done it. I may have spoken too soon. Mm. He's got a whole quarter left, though. Ain't that much time left either. He's got a quarter. Why Why is Brooklyn playing so hard now? Like, y'all suck. Y'all the eight seed in the four. East. Same time. You sound like uh, uh, you sound like Tyree off Mad Real World. Why you want to work so hard? Yeah, why y'all want to work so hard, huh? <laughs> like, don't America don't want to see them work. America don't want to see the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> I mean, but the Nets will play hard all year when Kyrie's not around. <laughs> this is true. And Karis LeVert, man. Shout out to Karis LeVert. Being in the locker room, burning incense. And, hey, Karis man. LeVert is a dog. Dude is a bucket. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to work long term. Like, you got to get out of there. It's not. We already knew that. You got to get out of there. Right. Even if I were a normal person and just, you know, a, a top-tier point guard, his presence kind of stunts the growth of Levert um, without all the weird nonsense. So, I, yeah, I don't see how this is going to work out. Yeah. I think here's Levert. Right, Bulls jersey. Next question. Right. Next question. Considering how Kawhi Leonard and Doc Rivers are the only ones with championship resumes, are we giving the Clippers too much credit prematurely as championship favorites? No, no. That's a fair question. I don't think so. The only, the only, the only issue the Clippers have is on the interior, which is what makes Anthony Davis so monumental. Because LeBron, even though I mean LeBron is LeBron, but trust me, the Clippers honestly aren't that worried about LeBron. You have three or four of the top perimeter defenders in the league. Um, and then you say he's going to get his, but it's, if you make it difficult on him, you're not overly worried. The worry right. is 
Anthony Davis. You have to figure out a way to guard him. And he's he's eating Harold alive when they play. You know, you appreciate Harold's effort, but he's eating Harold alive. Um I can't I don't know, the center's name is is escaping me right now. But um he always plays like trash against the Lakers and plays okay against everybody else. So yes. But other than that, the Clippers, here's the thing with the Lakers, though. The Lakers don't match up necessarily well with a lot of other teams. Right. What I was saying about – No, I was just going to say, to your point about Anthony Davis, like, yeah, he is pretty unguardable. Like, there are only – there are only maybe, like, three NBA players I I would describe as unguardable right now. One is Anthony Davis, the other maybe Jokic, and the third Lance Stevenson. But he's not <laughs> he's not in the league right now. So you got you got Jokic and Anthony Davis, and at times and at times Luca. Um, Luca's pretty unguardable. Um, did so, you see what he did? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This to be fair though, it ain't like Dame is this this defensive stalwart. Yeah, that's true. He's a professional basketball player. This is true. He didn't look like but, it on that one though. <laughs> but that being said, the Clippers have to go through the Lakers to get to the finals. Maybe could it be that we are giving them too much credit as 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 title favorites or even favorites to come out the West? When you look at the resume to other people on there, especially Paul George's resume in the playoffs, as Dame Lillard pointed out. Are we really – why do do we really have that much faith in them? Go ahead, Jamil. <laughs> so, Anthony Davis being the key to, to this whole thing, and he's kind of the linchpin, do we trust him? Like, he ain't got this extensive playoff resume. If they meet in the Western Conference Finals, now, fortunately, they're not in a typical environment, so it's not going to be as high pressure. But we don't know what this dude is going to do yet. He has to show up. If he don't come in and dominate those Clippers bigs, his lights out for uh, the Lakers. It's, they're done. Like, Anthony Davis is that guy. And so while we're talking about the, the Clippers not having championship experience, nor do the Lakers, really. you got LeBron. and you Anthony, got, Davis. Anthony Davis would be my runner-up for MVP in the bubble right now. Fair enough. But he's had some stinkers, too. Runner-up in the bubble? Anthony Davis? Actually, yeah. Have you watched watched Devin Booker play basketball? Devin Booker. Okay, I forgot about Devin Booker and and TJ Warren, but he's in the – Anthony Davis is in the conversation. He's been balling, but it's it's an on-off thing. He has not been consistent. Like, he's had some amazing games, but he's had some clunkers too. Like, and and in that series, you can't do that. Like, you can't be on and off with that one, especially because they're going to heavily depend on him. There, he is a one-two punch for the Lakers to begin with, and if and the numbers kind of bear this out. When LeBron and AD play well, you're not beating them. When AD plays well, LeBron doesn't play well. You got a shot. When LeBron plays well and AD does not, the Lakers are quite beatable, especially in this circumstance. Who do you trust more as a second option in the playoffs, Anthony Davis or Paul George? Who's the opponent? Let's say they're playing against each other. 
Anthony Davis, he has a better. I'm market. trusting Anthony Davis because his his track record against the the Clippers big is Zubats. It's pretty well documented. Yeah, he killed him. Zubats is trash. He ain't trash, but he ain't no, got he's not trash. Play. But against the Lakers, he's trash. Yeah, he's got nothing. Whatever. <laughs> I, I get your point, Ian, and I I guess I do trust AD more, but. I won't say that Paul George is just just a scrub. Yeah, he's he's had some some playoff moments where he's not not come up, but that's when he was the guy in, in pretty much each of those situations. Even in OKC, like yeah, it was Westbrook's team, but Paul George was kind of that dude, especially at that point of the season. Um, that's not his role now. Like it's, this is this is Kawhi's team, so he's gonna draw the secondary defender anyway. So whoever's guarding him, who's going to be Danny Green, who's been trash anyway. He, he, I think he, Danny he Green will wake up once once it's go time. You mean like and, he did last year in the finals? Um, Yeah. He was trash last year in the finals, man. <laughs> he uh, had a couple he? open shots. Nah, he was not, he was not great. He was not great. Mm, okay. I don't know. I don't know about that one, but it was, Van, um, it was Van Vliet who killed the Warriors. Let me pull the net. Let me pull the numbers up. But um, my thing with the Lakers is this: the Lakers have to worry about getting to the point where they play the Clippers. This is true. Yeah, this is true because they. It's look not a guarantee. I think they will. Vulnerable. I think they will, but it's it's certainly not a guarantee. And trust me, the Lakers are Nets fans tonight. Believe that. <laughs> Believe that. Yeah. One hundred three, yeah. one hundred seven. They don't want to. They don't want Nets in the lead. Was it? What's the score? Portland one hundred three, Brooklyn one hundred seven. Lillard has thirty three points with ten minutes left to go in the fourth. Ah, oh, that's plenty of time. And nine assists. I have a sinking feeling that that nine assists is going to stay like that for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of had that feeling too. <laughs> like, look, I passed next, up. Next, next question. Do you see a world or do you see a future where the Pelicans keep Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Zion Williamson together for a substantial amount of time? If not, which one has to go? I see them keeping them together. I think so. I, th- I think they'd be foolish not to. Yeah. And Brandon Ingram is, so... Brandon is the Zion Williamson cushion. Like, if – yeah, Brandon Ingram's played all-star level basketball. So let's say – and I'm not, I'm not saying he won't. Let's say for whatever reason, injury, whatever, Zion doesn't pan out. If you were to, to cast off Brandon Ingram, then you have nothing. Right. And it's too early to cast him off after you basically made a deal with the devil and sent Anthony Davis to the Lakers. Yeah, for that reason alone, they need to keep him. I would, I would, I would more e- easily be able to part with Zion before I would part with Ingram at this point. If they lose anybody, it's Lonzo. Get rid of any of them, right? Right. He's the most disposable. And even then, I don't think that he's. I think that that's a good core to build around. Like yeah. they don't have to be superstars. 
if you got three competent players at three really important positions, especially in the current basketball landscape, like I think they're good, especially with a Drew Holiday there to kind of mm-hmm. uh, to assist in the backcourt, especially defensively. Like Lonzo, we, we forget, this dude's what, 23? He's still young, and he's a 6'7 point guard. He's got great vision. His shot has improved. He's getting better defensively. Like, give him some time. Give him and, and Brandon Ingram, you know, five years in the league, and Zion would have what three. Like they're gonna be, they're gonna be a problem, and they still have other pieces that they can continue to build around. This the puts them back in the lottery. Yeah. yeah. And they got a competent GM now, so they they can potentially make some other moves. I ain't going that far. I mean, yeah, he's, 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 he's more competent than what they had. I don't see them keeping all three of them together over the next five years. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I hope it's not. I hope Brandon Ingram is not the one that they part with because, um, yeah, they, 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 I think they really need him. Um, and, 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 yeah, they need him with that tandem uh, with, with, with Zion Williamson. Um do you realize what would some... happen if they traded Zion Williamson? Right. Then I don't think they're going to trade Zion. I don't. I really don't. I think they're going to. I think I can easily see them letting go of of Lonzo or Ingram, but I don't think that's really smart, uh, or it's going to be smart. Um, yeah, I just don't see that. The only way I see doing that is if by some weird reason they're able to pull in a, a, a similar or you know, a definite talent at it. Yes. And ain't nobody coming in the for real. Not as a creator. Yeah, definite upgrade. Like you, you would have to package Lonzo with like a draft pick if you were trying to go out yeah. there and just get a real dude. Correct. Correct. But who would you get? Honestly, let's say you wanted to upgrade at your, at your point guard position. And you're, you got Lonzo in a draft pick. Who's available? To get yeah, who's that's that's a legit upgrade. Who's trading point guards, right? Right. I don't know what you do here. Maybe Philly, if they if they're gonna break that team up, maybe you make that move. If they're see the thing is, I I always hear people say, "Oh, the Pelicans have a bright future." The Pelicans have a bright future. Like, do they? Because when those rookie contracts run out, are they really gonna stay in New Orleans? Is any any three of them? Well, wait, Ingram is he on his rookie contract still? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just unless they're offering offering them goo gobs the money, like I don't I don't see I just don't see all three of them sticking together on that on that squad. I just don't see it. Depends on how much success they have. Like if they if they get a decent run, say they, they have an Oklahoma City Thunder type run, like the young Thunder, and they by you know, against every conventional wisdom they make it to the finals. And they got another shot at it. They make it to the finals and lose, or they make it, you know, have a deep playoff run and they lose. Um, and now Ingram is up for an extension or potentially leaving. I don't know that. I think you think twice about leaving unless you're going to a surefire contender, especially if they're going to give you the money. Because yeah, if, I don't if Zion does max out potential, he is a top five player maxed out potential. Sure, sure. And you may get a year or two of that. 
I think dude's in a race against time with his own body. But my final question, because then I got to go. Um, former NBA players often make very captivating commentators and either really good commentators, such as Kenny, Shaq, and Chuck, or really bad commentators like Hollins, Pierce, and Perk. What current NBA players do you think will make the best commentators once their NBA career is over? Jamal Crawford and Draymond Green. You talking about studio guys? I was thinking I was thinking they Draymond, both, yeah. They will both make excellent commentators. You talking about in the studio or actually like color on the uh, sidelines? In the studio. Okay. Studio guys. Yeah, Draymond Draymond has shown something. Um Long I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a surprise. I'm gonna say Clay Thompson. Clay is an entertaining dude when you watch his interviews. He's so dry though. Like you gotta be right, into but that it's, kind it's of like, humor. It's like, funny. He's Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. <laughs> Frazier. I would I would watch Clay. I would watch Clay do do commentary, but I could see how he wouldn't necessarily connect to the broader audience. Right, right, right. Um hmm. That's if he wasn't question. such a lunatic, if he wasn't such a lunatic, I would say Kyrie. But he is nah. he is in fact a lunatic. No, nah, B. I don't see that one. No. Nah. He hates you know the media. Would, He'll never become one of the media. Right. I'll tell you who would surprisingly do well, and I would have never thought this until I, I, I listened to an interview and I, I watched him break some film down recently. John Wall. I think John Wall would be good. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Like that. Yes. Both both of those guys, him and Bill, I think would be good. And Bill, I agree. I agree. Um, Jalen Brown from the Celtics. He's a real thoughtful cat. Yep. Um, Brown will be trying to start the revolution in the middle of the game, though. <laughs> and the doors, the and one is. of the greatest players of our era, Boban. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be dope? You know what would be dope? Uh, 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 um, like a three-headed monster, Boban, Draymond, Lance Stevenson. There you go. We wouldn't and already hear nothing from uh, Lance and he's blowing on the mic. <laughs> Phrasing. And on that, I mean, just the visual of those three alone was like, I'll, I'll pay money to see that like at a desk. <laughs> I pay money to get uh, Perk and Paul Pierce off the air. Oh, my God. Uh, Perk is getting ridiculous, man. He black Skip Bayless, man. Without without the the uh, IQ, like Skip at least, and without the without the LeBron hate, like and it's like the man, we in the game and all of that. Yeah, you gonna throw out a hip uh, riding LeBron so hard? Like, <laughs> cool it. <laughs> we gonna we close it out here. Next episode of Stay this Out was Podcast. Great. This was awesome. We'll we'll hold the NFL again. Like I said, we got time to talk NFL, and we're going to talk about uh, sneaking dates into hotels and. <laughs>
But I appreciate Brooklyn's Jamil. Brooklyn's only appreciate up by English. three right now. Yeah, and, and now we can catch the end of the game. So appreciate Jamil, appreciate Ian coming through, talking some NBA, some bubble playoff <laughs> talk. Hopefully Portland wins this and we can talk about Portland and the Lakers and the Lakers being down 2-0 and all of that stuff the next time we talk. And we'll talk about NFL players and hotels and and loose women. <laughs> and women's test on hard knocks. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you guys. It's been another episode of Stay Ice Podcast. Follow us social media, Twitter, Instagram, at Stay Ice Podcast. Um, these dudes, they got projects too. Views back of the class, um, 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 vibes and stuff, all that stuff. We're all in the same in the same circles. Follow us wherever podcasts are found. Peace out. Later. Yes. All right.